we're in the wine bunker. Deep below State Street Fruit Store, Daily Wines and Spirits. Again, it's me, Monty. Monty. Remember me? I used to do this every week on Friday mornings, and now this is a special online edition of the Wine Snob segments because at least me, who is now more or less officially a wine snob, and perhaps some of the other wine snobs will be stopping by Saturday, 3 to 6, playing the music of first night, taking requests, and maybe or maybe not drinking sparkling wine while eating Chinese food from Great Wall in Florence, as I have traditionally done over the last several decades, except for last year when I tested positive for COVID and had to stay home, which stunk. That's right. I already forgot about that because I've been stopping by on New Year's Eve for a bunch of years. Yeah. Wine Squirrel came to my house with a bottle of champagne that year, and I, we drank it around a fire so that no COVID would be uh, spread. But Were you still on the air? No. Just drinking. Just drinking in the backyard. Celebrating New Year's Eve. So I hear you're going to drink some Martinelli's this year. Is that the... Oh, yeah, that's the uh, juice for kids, right? That's the sparkling cider. Yeah. I knew I knew that name because that's what the kids at (laughs) Christmas all had. I bought two bottles of sparkling wine. This one's coming with us. Oh, yeah. Tell me about this one. This is a go-to cava for you, and you've converted me. It really is. Alcina and Sarda, Brut Reserva. It's uh, Spanish cava with the classic cava grapes. Uh, Macabeo, Charello. There's always room for Charello. There's one that's escaping my mind right now, but it's probably on the back label, actually. It's completely organic. Uh, It's fantastic. It's $12.99, and it has replaced a lot of other cavas and proseccos and things in people's world of sparkling because it's so affordable. Yeah. I like this one because it's got a good minerality to it. It's super cheap. It doesn't feel as sugary as some of the other cavas that I... Uh... Paraeda. Oh, yeah. How could gets, you forget gets that? Gets me every time. <laughs> and then you had a closeout section of champagne. So I bought this one for 33 bucks, which is cheap for champagne. Super cheap for champagne. Yeah. Champagne Thinot. Because it's non-alcoholic champagne. Champagne Thinot. No, T-H-I-E-N-O-T. I don't know anything about this. It is the not non-alcoholic champagne. <laughs> so don't come here and try to buy it. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how far it goes on on the air on Saturday when I'm taking requests. Well, you see, Monty, it's the perfect blend of three champagne grape varieties: Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier. The classics. The classics. I actually looked this up not terribly long ago. This guy is a wine industry guy, like an exporter, I think, and decided that he wanted his own name on champagne. Mm-hmm. And the wine mother bought these, and as I have learned to do, I don't doubt her taste at all. I'm sure it's fantastic, uh, but it's been sitting on our shelf for over a decade, mm-hmm. so you're happy to take it at basically cost. Well, that's, <laughs> and I'm, I am happy to take it. Yeah. My mother-in-law had an old bottle of Italian sparkling wine on Christmas, and I attempted to open it, but the cork was so tight in there, I couldn't hold the cork and turn the big wheel bottle. Yeah. It wouldn't come out. I got pliers. It wouldn't come out. I had to resort to the most badass wine opening move, apart from the Asso. I sabered that thing. And the Wu-Tang sword style. I went out into the backyard and took like a pie cutter and just whoosh, sabered it off. And everybody, I could hear them inside, all clapped. <laughs> I couldn't find the cork in the ring in my father-in-law's yard. So, oh, that's so when he goes over with the lawnmower in the spring, he's going to get a rude awakening, I think. Easier than you would think to saber. Find the seam in the bottle. Take all the cage off, the, the foil in the cold. cage. It's got to be cold. It's got to be I didn't know that. It's supposed to be cold. Okay, it was cold. Okay. Take the cage off, the foil off, find the seam, take something hard-ish, and run it full through like you're chopping a, a board in karate. Like, you have to push through the board. You can't stop at the front of the board. Push all the way through the end of the bottle. That thing gets launched. This was my one and only... Uh, sabering experience? You did it with a real saber. I have a saber. What? Yeah, it's I great. actually, I have a katana blade. It looks like the one from Kill Bill. I thought he owned 
I should just keep that thing with me. You, you did that. <laughs> Is that your wife? Yeah. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> it is, it's a thrilling experience. And then if you try to do it and show off, do not put your mouth on that bottle and drink from it. No. You will hurt yourself. You're going to have a really bad first couple days of the new year. Yeah. You will it, cut you up bad. It's broken glass. It's amazing how cleanly it looks like it comes off. Yeah. But you're correct. Don't. My uncle-in-law wouldn't drink any of the wine because he was convinced that there was going to be glass in the wine. I'm like, there's not. It yeah, exploded the force, away. The forcefulness of that yeah. explosion. And is the break solid. is so perfectly clean. That Ringo the Spirit Guide. Ringo. Yeah. Go-to sparklings for uh, New Year's. The Alcina and Sard is great. One of the ones I like to do on an even further budget end is uh, the Krikova. Oh yeah, uh, I love that one. Moldova, yeah. sparkling Moldova, wine. Yep. From our friends from Wines of Moldova. That one's a great one. Um, and then if you're going big, you go big. You gotta go at least Bollinger or something like that. Yeah. Um, you don't need anything in an orange box unless you really want to. Right. We have a really nice orange box upstairs with the- uh, Oh yeah, the, the Le Grand Dame. The Le, That's yeah. the uh, 2012 vintage version of Vouve. And it's- How much is that though? Yeah. I could buy all the bottles of the closeout champagne there and still have money left over. But you can celebrate the last two New Year's Eves that you didn't celebrate. That's true. You got to make up for lost time. <laughs> Other go-to sparklings for you there, wine son? Oh, well, I say it a lot, but that Mousse Fee is still one of my favorite champagnes I've ever had. Specifically, which we don't have in the store anymore, that 2010 vintage mm -hmm. was the best champagne I ever drank in my whole life. But we have a rosé version now, 95% Pinot Meunier, or 92% Pinot Meunier, 8% Pinot Noir. It is delicious. It's bready. It's got all the notes that you want, and it's... Just a absolute gorgeous shade of pink. Fifty-six dollars. Not bad. Yeah, one is really good. Yeah. That one's really good. Also a big fan of the Aubrey Phil. Yeah. That is actually a wine. I guess I have it has a special place in my heart because when I was on the other side of this desk, I actually sold that wine to the wine mother. Mm -hmm. And she was so excited to bring it in. And it's a grower champagne. Not a shower. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that that one always and that is still under sixty. I think it's Fifty-two ninety-nine, something like that. So, still some really great values out there, and really delicious sparkling wine. Both of those. So, those are kind of my go-to's for a big celebration night. If I was gonna really try to break the bank, I'd get that Billicart Simon. Oh, the, yeah. the last time I had that, I was like, "This is the greatest champagne I've ever had." So I think one of the years that I came into the studio. I'm uh, definitely not trying to drop hints. May or may not have had that with me. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather drink the Mousse Fee. Oh, huh? all right. Personally. I actually had some uh, for Christmas. There you go. It was really nice. I have a bottle of uh, Laurent Perrier at home. That's also really good. That's a good one, too. All right, well, we'll see what sparkling wines and what sparkling wine snobs show up as I return to the airwaves on Saturday from 3 to 6, playing the music of First Night, Suitcase Junket, uh, I think the Fawns, a bunch of other... I'll have the list in front of me, and then we'll take requests, too. Does the river know you're going to be... Yes, I did tell them. <laughs> they even decided they'd pay me, even though I'm no longer a full-time employee. Wow. So that was nice of them. That was nice of them. <laughs> Not expecting payment, Monty? <gasps> Not anymore. New Monty expects payment. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me, everyone? And yet, that was a Ringo Easter egg. Can you solve the riddle? Not expecting payment, Monty? <gasps> Not expecting payment, Monty? <gasps>